0: What's up everybody and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt Podcast. It is episode 227 on the Heels of Time. We hear hyperbole, we hear these crazy statements all the time. Everybody's looking for that punctuation, that punctuation mark. Dude, this was the most electric, awesome, give whatever superlative you want, weekend of football I can ever remember watching. Absolutely, even with two...
1: I don't want to say clunkers, but two uh, low-scoring games on Saturday. It was still an incredible weekend, and those games just turned out to be great, even with the low points.
0: The game doesn't have to be great, right? Like, like I, you think about, we're going to get into the Bucks rams but obviously the Patriots-Falcons, that was a game that was dominated by One team at each in particular point in the game. The Falcons completely dominated the first half. The Pats completely dominated the second half. It doesn't matter. I think people try way too hard to overanalyze these things. They're great games if they come down to overtime or last-second field goals.
1: Yeah, who cares what the first, however long, happened.
0: Well, let's get into it, man. Let's start in order. Let's start on Saturday where we got the first game where Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, Tom, are heading to the AFC Championship game. Let's unpack this one. Tannehill obviously shit the bed. Burrow showed his toughness after being sacked nine times. Give me your main takeaways from this game.
1: Burrow has completely changed his franchise. That's number one for me. Um, Going from not winning in, what was it, almost 40 years to lead him to an AFC Championship game. Um, And you're right, Tannehill did shit the bed. Um, The Bengals' defense was a bend-not-break defense in that game, and that's kind of all they needed to do. And Burrow, even though he took nine sacks, did just enough to sneak by.
0: Which is what makes him so attractive to that fan base and to really fan across the NFL. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, you don't have to have these unbelievably immaculate games of like 24 for 28 passing. He did put up plenty of yards, but it's his toughness. It's his ability to make plays when this team absolutely needs him and there's not a lot of traction. It, it was remarkable to me to see what he did. And you, I was, The other thing I like a lot about him, too, is you never see him bitching and moaning. You never see him yelling at his linemen when he's no, getting absolutely No, he didn't complain mumbled. at all. Just gets up and, and on to the next play.
1: Yes. And let me tell you, man, um, we are moving into, a. Th- it feels like a throwback time for AFC quarterbacks. I feel like we have uh, Manning versus Brady in Mahomes and, and Allen. And then we have Joe Burrow is your Ben Roethlisberger and Justin Herbert is your Phillip Rivers on the same team. The guy who is, you know, putting up monster numbers but never seems to get it done. Those, those seem like the four right there.
0: I really like that. I wasn't sure if you were gonna go even older when you had Elway and Marino and Kelly and and guys like that. But you're right because it's obviously the main draw is the is the rivalry between Mahomes and Allen at the top of that list. But, but Roethlisberger really got two,
1: and else. I could see Burrow getting one or two as well, and then I could see Herbert. The way the Chargers are just so, as you like to use the word, snake bitten. Just because their ownership is so cheap and they seem to make terrible decisions in the front office, being that guy that's just, uh, if he could only get to another team in his prime, he'd win you know two or three Super Bowls, but he might never win.
0: Yeah, or they'll be the darling of the regular season, winning 12, 13, 14 games every year and being second-round exits. Yep. For Tennessee, man, I think that this was their worst nightmare. I honestly thought their running game was pretty decent, but from the offset of this game, Tannehill's interception, it really just set the tone. They needed him to make plays to win, and I think everybody that was picking them were hoping that it wasn't going to be a game where Tannehill had to be the reason they won. Yeah, I absolutely stayed away. I stayed away from this
1: game just off that assumption that, you know, Uh, It's like if you pick the Tennessee Titans are the better team, but who's the better quarterback? It kind of broke even for me, so I just stayed away, thankfully, um, because I just had no feel for this game. The Bengals' defense really stepped up, though.
0: They played really well, and I like how you mentioned Ben did not break. That's exactly what they were. They were giving up chunk yards. They were giving up first downs. Henry started to feel himself. Obviously, Foreman had some big-time carries as well. But they never really looked like they were, they could take a punch in the mouth, but they were never going to, you know, retreat to their corner. And I give them a lot of credit. I, I think that Burrow looked at that and said, I think I can get, I think I can make a play if you guys can make one more play for me. And they did. And dude, this McPherson dude, the kicker from the fifth round pick, man, he is the difference in this game.
1: Badass. Absolutely. Absolutely badass. Um, you wanna talk about the next game?
0: Yeah. Um I I just really I, I'm I, I was surprised at how bad Tannehill was, and I'll ask you real fast, is this his last game as a Titan or do they run it back?
1: I think they run it back. They got the number one seed. I mean they could they could throw it up to injury. I mean Henry was playing with like a metal foot or something. I I think yep. they're gonna throw it up to injuries and run it back and try and build up that defense a little bit more.
0: I think you're right. The D-line's really good, but the rest of the defense is not all that great. Yeah, let's Um, beef
1: up that secondary, stop giving up the big chunk plays, and see where it goes from there.
0: I love the moxie of this Cincy team, man. They'll be around for a while. All right, 49ers go into Lambeau and get an absolutely shocking win. Not necessarily the fact that they won, but the manner in which they won. Packers only scored 10 points, dude. 13-10, Niners went on a walk-off field goal again by Robbie Gold. Where do you even want to start on this one?
1: The Packers sucked in this game. I mean, their defense held it down, good for them, but their offense was brutal, and they didn't deserve to win this game. I mean, this is the they played exactly into the Niners' hands. They slowed it down and let the Niners run the ball all over them and run the clock down, and if Rodgers wants to win the MVP, he's got to put up more than 10 points. I don't care who he's playing
0: first drive of the game they marched down and just absolutely I know and I was like God, holy shit this is going this
1: is going to be a blowout and then the rest of the game like i said they're playing into san francisco's hands san francisco wants to have those you know 8 minute drives that that result in maybe a field goal or even a punt at least you're keeping keeping aaron rodgers off the field and then on the other side rodgers is slowing it down and taking you know you got to attack this team
0: I couldn't agree with you more. It looked like they were just in cruise control this entire game waiting to win. And we've seen this happen way too many times with teams that kind of have this feel that, all right, well, we're just going to figure it out. We're going to win. It's just a matter of, okay, how? Like, when? When are we going to win? And they never saw this coming from San Francisco. And and as the game rolled on, you're just like, wait, how? they still have 10 points? But the special teams, I think, is the biggest story before we talk about Jimmy G. Tom, the – The special teams is absolutely atrocious. They were ranked last for a reason.
1: Yeah, I mean, it gave them – it was a negative. You know, sometimes if your special teams is bad and it gives you nothing and there's just a lot of fair catches and touchbacks and, you know, whatever, but it was a negative.
0: You have a field goal blocked. You have a punt blocked in your own end zone. I. It, it, it's it's remarkable, and they're giving up huge That's returns. Bad coaching, returns. Bad coaching for sure, and bad personnel too. Honestly, I mean, how much did we talk about Crosby this year on the podcast? That we didn't trust him. The punter was obviously really bad. It was a disaster. If you're not going to score thirty points and, and run them off the field, you're going to have to make plays in the special teams. And they, <laughs> negative is the perfect word.
1: Yeah, I mean the Packers. Let's let's be straight up. The the Packers, like I said, they played exactly the game that San Francisco wanted to play. They wanted to muck it up, and they wanted to use their running game, which they have from their year that they went to the Super Bowl to their advantage. And and the Packers didn't deserve to win, and they played right into their hands. They absolutely deserve to lose this game, and I'm, I'm kind of glad they did.
0: Yeah, me too. And the fucking, just the arrogance of Rodgers just pisses me off so much. Uh, he, he there. He's so unlikable, which sucks because as a player, you're tantalized by him, and you're just like, oh my god, this is so great, it's so but perfect being paired with uh,
1: Deschambeau to bring it back to golf.
0: Nice, very nice. That's a good comp right there by you. Um, on the other side, I mean, this was the Debo Samuel story for me. Um, the plays he made down the stretch in that game, taking hits, coming back hurt. He is a dog.
1: Absolutely. Niners move on. Good win by them. And listen, they get out of the cold weather of Lambo, and they get to they get to go into some well to an indoor stadium, but to, to the warm weather of California, somewhat of a home game for them. I feel like it'll be um, a, a lot of those fans travel well, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, the team that they're playing beat the Bucks in a game that got interesting in the fourth quarter. Very boring game, but like you said, games can, can still be great even if they're boring for the first three. Tom Brady almost did it again, and Cam Akers and Stafford almost handed him the game.
0: Wow. (laughs) When it was 27-3, everybody was making the jokes, right? I was like, all right, all right, I know. It's staring us right in the face, but let's chill. That was six years ago, five years ago, whatever the fuck it was. Dude, it happened again, and, man, the execution in the second half by L.A., you can see why they're a team that you never really can get a, a, a really good feel on because when they play like they did in the first half, they're right up there with the Chiefs and Bills, right? Like, there's no question about it. But the stupid, moronic decisions that this team makes, the fumbles, the turnovers and inopportune times, makes you scratch your head sometimes and and really wonder, like, this team is not long for 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 a deep playoff run.
1: A lot of cool play calls, obviously, from one of my sports fathers and Sean McVay, but a lot of sloppy play out of his teams all the time.
0: Can I ask you a question? How in the fuck does Cooper Cup, the guy who won the receiving triple crown this year, get wide open past the defense twice including on the last play that set up the game winning field goal.
1: I mean, Ow. you saw this all Sunday from the Bucks and then at the end of the game and then both the Bills and the Chiefs just terrible secondary play like what the fuck are you guys doing? Like why are we not playing protect right there?
0: How you allow Stafford to just air it out. Because you
1: gotta, you got to get that. Who gives a fuck if if he's completing checkdowns that the guy's running out of bounds and whatever? Just try and get that game to OT. Let it be a coin flip and let the best quarterback ever try and bring you guys back. I mean, it's a 50-50 chance in OT that you get the ball. And even if you don't, let your defense stop him and then give Tom Brady, who's, you know, the GOAT, a chance. And
0: momentum was completely on their side too i mean when Fournette run ran it in on that fourth down i mean the place was going nuts and you're thinking okay there's no way they're going to lose this game you don't come all the way back from 27 three to lose and you're right and todd bowles i think is a great defensive coordinator former head coach for your boys i think he's very deserving of another head coaching opportunity maybe even on this cycle but he did he blew that game yesterday he absolutely choked that game away
1: no doubt about it from, I mean, getting down, what, 27 to whatever it was and then letting that letting the Rams do what they did at the end of the game. But I will say this, um, I you know, we can speculate in the offseason if Tom Brady's done or not, but I think this would be a different story if he had his guys being yes. Godwin and, and Brown.
0: Yes, I, I, and just to kind of piggyback off of that point, I think it's a fair speculation, mostly because when he went to Tampa two years ago, it was a far superior roster to what he had in that, you know, obviously wild card loss to Tennessee in his last game with the Pats, right? And he also brings in Gronk, and he recruits Fournette, and before you know it, they're really a super team, and they're winning a Super Bowl 12 months later. This team has flaws. I mean, Werfs is hurt. That ankle injury—that's a rough one. It's going to require surgery. Parts of that other other parts of that O line are not great, and I don't know how much you can continue to rely on guys like a Fournette and a Gronkowski who looks like he's really done. It's not as ready-made as we think.
1: No, and 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 honestly, I'll ask you the question now: Is that Tom Brady's final game as a Buck? First of all, and second of all, is that his final game ever?
0: I don't see him playing anywhere else, so I'm going to say no. I think he stays with Tampa and, and runs it back one more year.
1: Okay. Yeah, I there's been speculation that he could go somewhere else. I think if he plays again, it's in a Bucks uniform. Um, but I think he's done, to be honest. I, I could be wrong, but I think really? he may retire. Yeah.
0: Is it just from everything he was saying? At the end of the game, his tone? Like, what makes you think that?
1: I just think that he doesn't want to start over with another team, and I just think that he does. This team, I mean, listen, they're, they're, ca- they're in cap hell, and they're everybody's coming back a year older, and I just don't know if he sees this team as a championship team, and maybe he doesn't want to deal with it if he doesn't think he can win it all again. I, I
0: could be wrong. I'm watching Bill man Simmons. in the
1: arena. The guy's a psycho.
0: Yeah, Bill Simmons mentioned on his podcast a few times that he he reads the body language of Brady, and the body language wasn't good. And I didn't think really he turned think around and said he
1: might go it. to the Niners,
0: which would I be mean, interesting. That was rumored as his main destination a couple of years ago, right? I mean, if I'm the Niners, obviously I'd love to bring him in. But
1: I mean, the whole you, reason he didn't bring the Niners are they
0: more guaranteed? You still have to deal with the Rams and the Cardinals.
1: I don't know. You plug Brady in there with a healthy running game. I mean, Mostert's coming back. We'll see if he can stay healthy. It doesn't even matter. It seems like every Tampa's running back got
0: that division on lockdown. I think. I I, don't, I know what I was just saying about how the roster's not ready made, but you're still probably winning that division if you next year. Yeah, I mean, you're
1: most likely getting a bye.
0: Yeah, and then it's in the playoffs. It's a crapshoot. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't.
1: And I that think this defense is, is still time. great.
0: It's still really, really good. And you can put a lot on the fact that, like you said, his guys were not available on both sides of the ball. They had some brutal injuries that are hard to get back from, and they still almost pulled this game out of their ass. I think he's got one more year, Tom. All he has ever done is talk about how he wants to play forty till he's 45. Well, he's 44 now. It's a good opportunity to walk away if he wants to, but I think he's got one more in him.
1: Okay. You want to talk about one of the best games I've ever seen? Me too. Um you know, we're a little bit younger, so we can't talk about the catch and, and all these other games uh, from back in the day. So this was one of the best games I've ever seen. Um, Chiefs beat the Bills in overtime 42-36. to Kind of, a again, a mediocre game through the first three quarters. And then, I mean, through the first three and a half quarters. And then Josh Allen and, and Mahomes went to work.
0: There's 31 combined points in the last six minutes of play.
1: Let me tell you, man. This this Gabriel Davis. I think they have themselves two number one. This was his coming out party. He's been really good throughout the year as a rookie. Stud. Um, he's incredible. He just absolutely broke that cornerback's ankles on that one route. But first of all, where's the safety help on that? They were in cover two again. I'm talking, nowhere to be seen. And, and he just gave him a look away, and the guy melted like a fucking stick of butter on that. <laughs> um, but, I mean, both teams, bad, bad, bad defense towards the end. Um, but, I, I mean, all-time quarterback play, Josh Allen, does, did not deserve to lose this game, but somebody had to lose it. Um, and, and the Chiefs are back 100% to their old ways. I mean, Tyreek Hill, not a good guy, but a hell of a football player, just putting the team on his back, outrunning everyone, and that what that's what makes Mahomes so great, is that he can find those guys in those positions and improvise, and, and Kelsey doing the same thing. What a game. Really, what a game.
0: It, it, I completely agree with you across the board. It, it was one of the best games I've ever seen. I'll raise a I,
1: question that was talked about a lot, not just on Simmons' podcast, but it is pretty interesting, and I guess in the moment you don't think about it, but I mean, if you're the if you're the defense with 13 seconds left, I might just fucking tackle Kelsey. I might yeah. just tackle every wide receiver, take the whatever it is, you know, 10 yard penalty. There's a five second runoff, and then do it again if you can.
0: Yeah, it, it's not the worst idea. It's definitely unconventional. But the one issue there is, is if you if the if the receiver, whether it be Hill or or Kelsey, deeks you a little bit and they get wide open. And, and you fall and and go down. That's a wide open touchdown of the house. Yeah, so you can do it, but your execution would have to be flawless. And when you're trying to tackle those guys or just even get position on them off the off the line of scrimmage, that's a lot easier said than done on Monday morning quarterbacking. It's not the worst idea, but I think in the moment you're saying we got to play straight up. And, Tom, you're saying bad defense? That's the only disagreement I'm going to have with you. I, it, the numbers are obviously horrible, but that was a product of watching two of the best quarterbacks, maybe the two best quarterbacks, in the NFL right now play at – the highest level at 110.
1: I don't think it was bad defense throughout the game but for and that they were last shot too for that last I, I agree with you they were gassed, but for but it was bad it was terrible play calling why these guys were you, you these guys weren't even covered within three feet it's not like they were making contested catches and the quarterbacks were making all-time throws these guys were wide open they were the secondary it was just terrible play.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I'm thinking more, I guess, later on in the game where that's I'm like, exactly okay, not, what I'm saying,
1: and I understand yeah. that they were gas. But even yeah. if you're gas, you can at least put yourself in the right position to defend.
0: Sure, it's it's so hard looking at it because you're you're thinking, okay, well, there's playmakers on both sides of the ball, or on both defenses, rather, for these teams that are capable of takeaways and. I think but it's Sean, just, not, even, watched, takeaways. The not even takeaways, not even
1: takeaways, just like be in the be in the area code.
0: But that's a spagnolo special, though. I can't speak too much to Buffalo, but Spagnolo is known for that. If you're not getting the pass rush, you're very vulnerable in the secondary.
1: No, I understand that, and I, again, I mean. They're lucky. The Chiefs are somewhat lucky to win this game because if there's a quarterback that I don't want to blitz, it's Josh Allen because he can shake off a lot of those guys coming at him, too. I mean, he knocked the guy out of the game.
0: Very lucky to win this game. It's 13 seconds and had two plays to kick a game tying field goal. Only one guy on the planet that could
1: do it. Maybe two and the other guy was on the other team.
0: Yeah, dude, for sure. It was it was awesome. And, man, as great as it was, because I love watching you. We've talked about this before. We rooted for Brady. I love watching greatness, and Mahomes is that. But, man, Allen has entered that chat, and he – I feel so bad. His time hopefully will come because that franchise – I mean, uh, Allen,
1: in my opinion, you know, listen, they're not the same quarterback, but to compare him, he might be paid Manning where it's just like yeah Brady's getting all the titles and stuff Peyton's putting up all the numbers but he'll get his Peyton got his in 2006 I mean yep. I don't even consider the the second second Super Bowl's cool it's a nice resume builder but 2006 was his year
0: That was his year. Yeah, I hope I hope Allen gets one because man um, is that I, guy everything you want. We say that dude, but you know it's it, Rogers only has one. He's only been to one. Hey,
1: that's Marino true. Never, I mean, there was Marino a lot had, of a lot of great players in the NBA in the 90s, but Patrick Mahomes is kind of looking like Michael Jordan
0: a little bit. You know, Marino never won one. He went to one his rookie year, never went back, never came close again no matter how prolific he was. It's hard. And when you have a team like they had, I mean, last year they kind of were the team that are finally arrived, right? Like they had a they had a playoff stinker 2 years ago. Then they have okay a nice performance. They beat the Colts and Phil Rivers. They get over to the AFC Championship game last year, and it really wasn't close after they got to an early lead. And you're like, okay, Kansas City's still have the team to beat. I think they were maybe not the better team, but it was one and one a this year. So to lose that game's tough.
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely, and I just think that aside from Patrick Mahomes being just a smidgy better. Than than Josh Allen, I think that the talent on the Chiefs offensively was just head and shoulders. Like Kelsey Kelsey and Hill are are better than anything that even Diggs and Gabriel. And then you have Harkman, who can always make a play. And he was he's the only guy faster than him in the league is Hill is uh, Tyree Hill. And I think the the win the team deserved to win that one.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, Pringle's another one. They've got the running backs. They've got McKinnon and Clyde Edwards. lair had a couple big plays. But, um, Tom, we might have to actually start talking about this trifecta that is Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill as being one of the best all-time trios, offensive trios in league history, just with the numbers they've been putting up since they've been together.
1: I mean, absolutely. You put them up there with uh, Marvin Harrison and and – uh, Reggie Wayne and Peyton Manning, and you put them with—I mean, I don't know who did Brady have. It seems like Brady had a bunch of bunch of guys like uh, Wes Welker and Randy Moss, even though they didn't win a title. And then you go back and you have—you know—give me a few. You got the Cowboys with Irvin and Aikman and, and Emmett. Emmett and you know Jerry Rice and and Mo- Montana slash Steve Young, and I don't know who's the other guy there.
0: Yeah, Jerry Rice, and um, and uh oh, who's the one that caught the caught the touchdown pass there at the end of the Cincy game? Drawing a blank, but anyway, you know you're definitely right. Uh, Lynn Swan, Stalworth and uh, and Bradshaw, they Elway. Yeah, so Elway, the lot running
1: up. back, I, his name Oh Terrell Davis, and um, who's the tight end Sharp. Sharp.
0: Yep, Shannon Sharp. So yeah, this team. Listen, they have. They have one of the most unique, most skilled, most matchup nightmare trios we've ever seen. They're not done yet, obviously. I I think we would be irresponsible if we didn't talk about the overtime. Did you lose your mind that Allen never got a second chance? Are you calling for new overtime rules? Because I'm not.
1: I mean, this isn't the first time and it won't be the last time. I mean, I feel like this happens once a year where it's like, oh, so-and-so didn't get to touch the ball. I mean this happened wasn't wasn't Mahomes on the other side of this 2 years ago when the Patriots beat him or 2 or 3 there you years go. ago whatever it was there, That's it. Um I mean the, the overtime rules are a thousand times better than college football so let's give the NFL that. Yep. Um but I I there could be adjustments made. I'm willing to listen, but until I hear a decent a decent enough um breakdown of of an example I think we stick with what it is.
0: I'm with you. I I have not heard. The only argument
1: I will say is that the defense is, like, so shot, so I think that they should, you know, the other offense should have a chance.
0: Right. But I still think that, you know, there's a lot of very high-paid individuals on that team that needs to make a stop, and you don't have to – you can hold them to a field goal. You just can't let them carve you up like that and, and score a touchdown. you got to get a stop at some point, no matter how shot you are. If it was the other way around, we'd be saying the same thing about Kansas City and how they couldn't get a stop. The only one I've heard that I kind of like, and I'll have to think about it if they do change, but it's uh, you play a ten, a 10-minute ten quarter and whoever has the lead at the end of the game wins, at the end of that quarter wins. And then, obviously, if you have a, if it's still tied, you do something else, but that I don't hate. Um, but I don't know. I think it's fine. It's, listen, it sucks the the sports the history of sports is written all the time by these what-ifs and could have beens and should have beens At the end of the day, like you even said, perfectly, the better team probably won this game.
1: yeah, absolutely. All right, you ready to talk about next week? I'm excited.
0: Let's do it, man' lead us off.
1: All right, so we have the championship weekend preview coming here. Um, I guess we'll go AFC first. Um, This is Sunday at 3 p.m. We only have Sunday games this week. Um, It is obviously the Bengals going to Arrowhead to face the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, What do you you think the spread is?
0: I'm going to say Chiefs by three and a half.
1: Whoa, you're low. Chiefs minus seven right now, according to wow. FanDuel. Yep, yep.
0: No respect for the Bengals, huh?
1: None at all. I I, I think the Bucks stops here with the Bengals, and I'm going to take the Chiefs minus seven in this game.
0: Seven's a big number for an AFC Championship game. I think the
1: Chiefs are so much better than the Bengals. It's not even close. And that bend-not-break defense is not going to work against Kansas City, especially the way they're playing right now.
0: Yeah, but I expect Cincinnati to put up plenty of points against Kansas City.
1: I don't know, man. Their pass rush is their their secondary is better than Tennessee and their pass rush is better as well.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I I, I still believe we saw what they did to Kansas City back what was it week 15 or whatever it was. They I think Kansas
1: City's back. just gotten better and better.
0: They have, but that was at a time when they were playing really good defensively. So all right. So you have Bengals
1: there. plus seven. I got Kansas City minus seven.
0: We have a nice little uh, gentleman's bet there.
1: Yes, sir. But you do have the Chiefs winning, right? I do. Yes. Okay, I figured that. Um, all right, moving on to the next game. We have the 49ers going to Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium, I believe it is 6:30 p.m. On Sunday, the battle of the boss, the boss of the other, whatever I don't know, um, do former coaching tree, <laughs> battle of battle of the the protege of the other guy. Uh, they both were on Washington staff. Um, m- give me a, give me a guess for the line here. I got it in front of me.
0: Rams minus two and a half.
1: Rams minus 3 close on that one.
0: Ah. Okay. I think that's fair.
1: I'm all over the Niners in this game.
0: Yeah, me too. I really I have a good feel about this, I think. I I'm going to really bet
1: Niners money I'm... line. Are you? Yeah, I, I've got the Niners winning in this game. I just think again they're the they're the perfect team to go out and game plan against the Rams and beat them. I think they're going to let the Rams beat themselves. They're going to get so much pressure on Stafford. They're going to make him make quick decisions. I think he's going to make a couple bad ones in this game, and they might force a few turnovers. I think Jimmy G is going to do just enough. And, again, listen, this defense, it's full of superstars, but they don't have any good... I guess, uh, second string players. And these are going to be long strung out drives. And there's nobody out there for Jalen Ramsey to quote unquote, shut down, even though, um, he didn't really shut down Mike Evans. Mike Evans burnt him in that game. There's nobody out there that he really needs to like shut down. He's, he's going to have to play inside a little bit more because, their best players are all on the inside. If you look at Kittle and Debo and all the running backs, and Debo's gonna, Debo's gonna get his regardless of if Ramsey's on him or not.
0: Yep, Debo is banged up from that injury. I mean, he's obviously fine. gonna play. I'm just interested to see if there is any kind of lag in his unbelievable stride that he has. Uh, one caveat though uh, is we see this happen a lot in playoffs. Playoff matchups between division rivals, the Niners beat them twice this year. Now, the first one was right after the Rams got Odell and they were trying to integrate him and they were going through their midseason funk. That was in San Fran. They got that win. Last one was week 18 when the Rams got up super, super big, right? And then the 49ers come back and you can say, oh, well, they were fighting for their you know, chance to make the playoffs. Maybe the Rams took their foot off the gas. It's a week 18 game. Do we have to put that much into it? It's really hard for a team to beat another team three times. We've seen this a lot in the playoffs. The, you know, Cowboys in 07 against my Giants absolutely destroyed them twice. Playoffs are a different story. I I think that we can keep that into account, but for every matchup reason, I really like the 49ers and Tom. I just want to spend like two minutes on Garoppolo, I know we're kind of the apologists for him when everybody's killing him. The way that game started, there was like four drops that easily changed how the 49ers come out in that game against the Packers.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. It would have been a hell of a lot higher scoring, and it could have been a blowout had had those catches been made. And, I mean, do we – I mean, I feel like fundamentally the Niners are a pretty sound team. Do we have to chalk those drops up to – was fucking cold
0: yeah but but everybody's just trying to kill him and i understand i mean he threw three passes towards the end of that game that should have been pick sixes that were not that were not caught by the defenders in on green bay he he has his limitations and he can sometimes toss away games and he can make terrible mistakes but if we're gonna kill him we have to be objective i think everybody that talks about him And he he came out and played well, and he made big plays when he had to. He's never going to be somebody that's like Tom Brady or or Patrick Mahomes. But the the amount of shit this guy gets is all they do, yet again, an NFC Championship game appearance, 4-1 and in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I know. They talk about him like he's fucking Danny Dimes.
0: I know. Oh shit, man. We both say every week. Love to have Garoppolo, and hey, if he absolutely throws the crippling pass on Sunday, we'll get on here and rightfully kill him. But I, I just don't understand why everybody is so anxious to just kill this guy.
1: Totally. Um. So so, give me. What do you? Who do you think wins this game?
0: I like the Niners.
1: Cool, man. I'm. We're on the same page there. I I like the Niners a lot as well. Um. I think the Rams are gonna are gonna choke this one away. It's gonna High be a really game. fun weekend. Would you High say? High
0: scoring game. How do you see this game being played out? Like, give me an idea of a score.
1: <sighs> well, the over under is forty six and a half. Fuck. Um. I-, I think I'm gonna take. I think I'm gonna take the over.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would think that it's going to be more a matter of who's making the plays when they have to. Right. So the, so the final, uh, week 18, the Niners won 27, 24. So something around that sounds right.
1: Okay. So then you're going with the over.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't have to be a super high end scoring game, but somewhere in the high twenties, I feel like is right for both teams.
1: Agreed. I think, I think if, um, if I'm calling it right, uh, I think maybe the, Maybe the Niners pull it out 24 to 21.
0: Ooh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Robbie Gold makes a big time kick.
1: The guy is Again. an ageless wonder. He's like Vinatieri.
0: I'd rather have him than Matt Gay, even though Gay had a really great year. I mean, how how can you be that short for on a 47-yarder yesterday?
1: <laughs> that was weird. That was like, honestly, that reminded me of like when you when you hit a shot in golf. And you feel like you flushed it and it goes like 20 yards short. And then you look at the club and you realize you grabbed the wrong club. That's, (laughs) that's what it felt like to me where you're just like, everything was perfect there. I don't get it. And then you look down and you're like, fuck, I had an eight iron instead of a, instead of a seven iron or something.
0: Yeah, maybe he's got the wrong cleats. Who the hell knows? But I don't that know. was that was weird. He's been really good this year, so I don't think he'll be the reason they lose, but I, I trust Robbie Gold more than him, that's for damn sure.
1: No, I think uh I think silly play calling, sloppy play and a choke job by Stafford will be the reason why they lose.
0: Do you feel like the there's a lot of pressure on LA in this game because they've oh, already There's cleared... a lot of
1: pressure on LA from the beginning of the year. I know, there?
0: but they cleared the hurdle of Tampa now. And you're hosting the game in your building.
1: No, it's, I mean, it's Super Bowl or bust for this team, right? I mean, with the amount that they've mortgaged.
0: I would say yes, but you can, if you you lose to Tampa, even in an all-time choke job, you still lose to Brady, who's made a living out of doing that to teams and and certain quarterbacks. But if you lose for a third time to a division rival, and there's going to be packed with Niner fans there, you know it's going to be. If they lose that game, I think that's going to be really hard, especially since everybody thinks Jimmy G sucks. That would be a really hard one to get up from. And I wonder if they're going to play really tight to start. We're going to know early, I think, if Stafford's missing throws that he was making the other day and that he made against the Cardinals. I think we'll have a good idea.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. Now, if. If the Niners, which we both have predicted, are are going to go on to win this game, can we pi- finally like put the Jimmy G sucks to bed? It's his it's no. his second Super Bowl in three years.
0: Because people don't care. Like this is why it's so hard to do rankings and tiers is because there's narratives that are not around anything other than subjectivity. And I think that there is such a disdain for him. I just
1: I don't get it. It's like I I understand. I I watch the games. My eyes are there. I understand the fact that he doesn't have the biggest arm. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. He's not even Matthew Stafford. But like all this guy does, even when he was a backup on the Patriots, is win.
0: I know. But Tom, that's that's I think part of it, and there's also you mentioned Josh Allen and Mahomes. How do they win? They win by just lighting you up and throwing the ball all over the yard. I think there's a lot of animosity to the fact that they absolutely dominated Aaron Rodgers in the playoff game a couple of years ago, with him throwing the ball eight times. To which I say, and I'm sure I know you feel the same. Who fucking cares? You would. If you're running the ball down the other team's throat and they're killing you on defense, there's no reason for you to sit back and start throwing the ball all the time because if you do then you become Matt Ryan if you come back and lose and we know how people talk about Matt Ryan you won the fucking game that's your job as a quarterback i don't think it should be a win loss stat for quarterbacks it's not like pitchers and we're finally starting to see that get the hell out of how we look at pitchers in baseball it's a team stat unless you are the absolute culprit or or the reason you win it's a team stat completely agree when and it's on your team
1: it's like, let's go over quarterbacks that people think are better. Like, who would you rather, Lamar Jackson or him?
0: I would rather the guy that I know I can trust to win big games. So exactly. I would take
1: him. Lamar Jackson, immensely more talented, can do a hell of a lot more on a football field than Jimmy G, but I don't see Lamar Jackson going to a championship game. He still hasn't been.
0: It's my always statement about Manning, right, Eli? like I, I know he had his limitations and all of that. I felt as good about him in that, in that stretch of coming back and winning a big game as I felt about anybody in the NFL during that time. Obviously not as much as Brady and his older brother. But I was like, I don't fucking care. They're, they're, they're going to go into Lambeau and he has a good chance to win. I'm not worried about that. With Garoppolo, it's very much the same. You can put him in any any weather, any arena against any competition. Yeah, he might make him play there. You're just saying, how do you do that at this point in your career? I still like him, and the team clearly trusts him too. Regardless of what they do with Trey Lance at the end of the season, it doesn't matter. They can ship Garoppolo off tomorrow, and it is what it is. There's a fuck ton of franchises, including both of ours, that would love to have a guy like Jimmy G anchoring their quarterback. Room.
1: No doubt about it, man. I don't think he'll ever, unfortunately, get the respect that he deserves.
0: No, definitely not. And people already have their narrative about him, so it is what it is. But I'm happy to be an apologist with you on this.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Even if he wins a Super Bowl, I still think he'll get shit on, which is hilarious because people talked about Joe Flacco like he was the greatest thing since sliced bread for four years.
0: Big arm, and he was you know he again, had a hot he had a hot pick. four
1: games. I'm not you can't take the ring away from him, but I mean. No. Jesus, there's, there was no succ- sustained success there. You got anything else for me, my friend?
0: No, man, I'm still just recovering from this weekend of football. I was like, well, maybe one or two of these games won't be great. No, they were both fucking awesome. I was watching uh, the Saturday night game out uh, at a bar in South Austin where I watched some of the wild card games too, and it was just the place was going fucking nuts. It was it was awesome. It was a cool vibe. Um, how about you? What else you got going on?
1: Nothing really. Finished all my shows. Got to watch Euphoria. Uh, just started coming out. Started watching Man in the Arena. I kicked YouTube TV. See you later. Peace. Good Go fuck you. yourself. They got rid of ESPN. They said they were going to lower do you the even bill. Do that? I don't. I don't understand what the hell happened. But I mean, no Yes Network. No MSG. Uh, no ESPN. I think they got rid of a few more that I don't even remember. So I switched over to Hulu. I don't have MLB TV nor do I have NBA TV, but at the very least, I have ESPN. I have the Golf Channel. That's all that really matters to me because I want to be able well, to watch. I have N- What'd you say?
0: I have it, I have NBA TV, so I'll I'll share my info with you off this pod. And oh see my if it guy works. So we'll Thank see you. See if you get blacked out or not. Hopefully not, because it should register me being down here in Texas. But uh, that'd well, be it's awesome. worth a shot at least.
1: Um, yeah, uh, so, just a few, uh, started watching Man in the Arena now that, I, now that I, uh, basically have ESPN Plus for free, so I started watching that, um. How
0: many episodes through are you?
1: Like, one and a half, I started watching it today at work, um, I should have been <laughs> working, but hopefully nobody of that works, and <laughs> that's at that my job, <laughs> listens to this, um, but, uh, yeah, um, it was on lunch break, okay, it, it was my time, it wasn't Everybody time. just calmed down. It was my time, go. um, but, yeah, it was pretty interesting. And then I, I ended up – I had a really I, – I had the Packers in a teaser, lost a good chunk of change, and I said that, all right, I'm taking the whole – I'm taking the rest of the weekend off, whatever, and then open up my FanDuel today and realize that I actually won a bet that I forgot I placed. A nice little parlay of uh, Josh Allen, Aaron, um, not Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes passing for both of them, and the over in the game, and that hit. So I basically broke even. Look at you. And what a surprise.
0: Even Steven. That had to be nice to look at when you're thinking you're down a, but, uh, a bunch and you're just like, hey, not too shabby.
1: Felt great. Really did. Yeah
0: good for you man how is it is everybody going nuts up there now with with it being I know you're in Connecticut then it's been legal for a while but you're right over you're right near New York has it been just going nuts over there.
1: Yeah, it seems like everybody at least that I talk to is just like, yeah, I'm I'm the stock market is just in an absolute tank. I'm just going to start fucking around and gambling because I don't want to put my money into the market. Although I, I disagree with that. Like buy the blue chip companies now while they're down. They're not going to be down forever. Everybody knows that, but that seems to be what everybody is uh is doing now. They're into the they're into the gambling, which fine, you know. Keep giving these companies more money.
0: Hell yeah. Hey, you get stock tips on this podcast too. Not too shabby.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to go with, I'm not going to give you any of my company picks, but I will say, you know, the the companies that make money, make a profit, and are blue chip companies, if you want to buy them at a little discount, do it now, like your apples of the world and whatnot.
0: Have at it. Have at it. Absolutely. Good job by you, man. Um, Looking forward to championship weekend. We've got a lot of NBA. We're two weeks away from the trade deadline. Your Knicks are uh, I have no idea what the hell they're gonna do, but we got some time to talk NBA. I know we keep teasing it, but after this weekend of football, I think it would have been just ridiculous to try to talk about anything else other than what these games are. No were, doubt about is- it. We
1: got the all star break coming up. We'll do we'll do a giant recap of the first half and then we'll be coming at you, you know, with golf and and you know college basketball and NBA every single week because we got nothing else to talk about, especially with baseball. Who they're supposed to have a meeting tomorrow? We'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, but had one today. Which as is of why they have one tomorrow?
1: Yeah. As of now, uh, there is no baseball, so we'll we'll definitely be filling the uh, filling the calendar with those things. I am excited. The Knicks gave up literally nothing for Cam Reddish, so I am happy about that. Um, And your Nets, I mean, Kevin Durant's probably going to be out for another, what what do you think? Three, four weeks. Uh, I think it's going to be on the longer end. I think they're going to play it safe. Um, And then, I mean, Kyrie Irving's starting to cook. Harden's in the all-star talk, even though he's taking a step back. But I think your Nets will be just fine.
0: Yeah, they're, they're going through a rough patch right now where they're pretty much alternating between wins and losses. But, again, you lose Durant, and then Kyrie's only playing road games. Um, putting a lot of miles on Harden. Claxton's been out too. Joe Harris has still been hurt. So there, there's this roster is going to look different. We know that. Maybe not from the trade deadline, but definitely from the buyout. Uh, all that matters is these guys being healthy and able to play when the postseason comes around, which is all I'm looking forward to. And Tom, just to close, I know we shit on the NFL sometimes with Goodell and there's not a lot of good guys and sports is really annoying. You got baseball's negotiations right now, all this and things we'll bitch about this past weekend is why we always fucking come back, man, because it was, it was just fucking euphoric. Honestly, it was probably the coolest, most riveting sports weekend that I can ever remember.
1: Absolutely. And, 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 you know, just a perfect example was last night watching that chiefs game. um, I I didn't think I had a dog in the fight. I thought I hadn't gambled on it at all, and I watched it from start to finish and did not move. I mean, it it turns out I did have a dog in the fight, which honestly was even better. Like, finding out I won without even having to sweat it out was great, but not having a dog in the fight and just enjoying that game, football is the best Uh, as much as we hate some of the decisions made and the decision makers, football is the best.
0: It's the fucking king, and no one's taking it down. Uh, All right, my man. Everybody, hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We will talk to you later on. Tom, have a great rest of your week.
1: You too, everybody. Enjoy the week.